behind the chair. This is America. Does everybody know what time it is? Fix it radio. And good morning. This is uh, Dennis Brewster, and I'm here with Larry. Good morning, Dennis. And usually Larry's answering the phones for us, and he's going to help me out today. John had uh, his brother come in from town, so he's going to be spending some time with him. So I'll be hosting today. So, And I'll be helping. Yes, and I appreciate <laughs> it. We got, Yeah, we appreciate that. And you can call in at 303-477-5600. You're on Fix It Radio right now. And anything around the house or outside the house, uh, we'll talk about anything. If you have drywall problems, plumbing problems, uh, heating problems, air conditioning which you shouldn't have to worry about right now. Well, but, not at uh, the moment, but the, no. he- the heating is going to be a big issue. Yeah. <laughs> this week so, is going to be cold. Yeah, please call in. I'd love to have you guys call in today because that, that makes the show a lot more fun when, and when you, the listeners, call in. So I really appreciate the it. The participation helps. Yes, it does. Yes. Yeah. And we could talk about anything. Honestly, we could talk about anything you want. We're, we're open. Yeah. Well, between Dennis and I, I don't know how – Many years, Dennis has been a homeowner, but I've been a homeowner for... <laughs> yeah, a lot longer than I have. Yeah. I just owned a shop and everything else, so anything yeah. you want to talk about. I had a shop. I had a home. I... <laughs> yeah. And it's funny, when you have a shop, you have to fix everything. You oh, yeah. have to do everything, so... Well, if you don't, you have to pay somebody, and it's it can be... Uh, expensive. Expensive, yeah. Yeah, and most of the time, you just sit there and say, oh, I'm just going to take a look at this. So we do have a first call of a caller already, Joe from New Jersey. How you doing, Joe? Good. Uh, is this Dennis? It is. Dennis, uh, good morning. Hey, I just had some uh, suggestions for uh, the three levels of faucet repair, which I've become kind of an expert at. Um, actually, there's actually four, the fourth being complete replacement, but let's talk about the first three. First three, the faucet won't, the faucet drips, so you pull the stem, you know, you pull the handle off, there's a nut, you pull the nut, you lift it out, and there's a, a rubber, there's a rubber washer on the bottom being held in place by a brass screw. So step right. one is you... You remove the brass screw, you replace the rubber washer, you, you thread the... By the way, when you thread the stem back in, you should have the handle spun so that the plunger is retracted up into the handle, not fully. So you want to thread that yeah. uh, stem back down with the plunger in the retracted position, and then after it's seated tightly, then you, you close the, the faucet, and which will hopefully seat, the, uh, seat that r- new rubber washer into the valve seat. Now, if it's still dripping, uh, that means you've got a problem with the seat. Seats, particularly in 50-year-old houses, those seats yeah. can become eroded. And there's two things you can do. The easiest, there's a little gizmo you can buy in uh, Home Depot. It's kind of L-shaped. It's got like a little uh, burr on the end, a little grinder on the end. It's a little hand. It, it, it yeah. tightens in. You pull the stem out. It tightens into the stem opening, um, typically with like an expanding rubber washer. And you just spin it and press down. And it will shave that eroded or corroded valve seat down, and hopefully that solves your problem. That you've now shaved a new smooth surface onto that metal valve seat at the bottom of your faucet. Yeah, and usually but it's brass, isn't it? The the seat it, is it, usually it, brass. Seat's usually brass, yeah. and the little shaving tool, which is about a six dollar tool, is made out of steel. It's got a leg, again, it's got this little burr on the end of it, like right. a little grinding head. And you know, four or five turns with that. 
you know, should shave a new flat surface. If that doesn't do it, there's a little square, like a big oversized Allen wrench, yeah. got like a square, square thing, and that's called a valve seat removal tool. You can put that down in. It's just a square bent metal rod. Again, it's about a $5 rod. It fits into the square opening in the valve seat, and if it's not too corroded, you should be able to spin out the valve seat and replace the valve seat. Yeah, I've done that at my first house that I ever had when I was 20. I had to do that because the valve seats were tearing the rubber when I would put them in, and right. I had to replace that. They didn't have it at the time to clean those. They just You just replaced them, and right. once you replaced it, it worked great. Yeah. Now, now, last but not least, if it's an old, cruddy, nasty faucet and your wife doesn't like it, you do what I do, and you remove it. Uh, but And there's a new tool that's come out in the last 10 years or so. In the old days, there was this tool called a basin wrench, because when you get under the bowl, back behind the sink, there's a couple of nuts on the bottom of the faucet stems that you have to reduce, and you can't swing a wrench up there. So in the old days, it was called a basin wrench. It was a long rod that had a uh, spring-loaded kind of claw uh, on the end of it that would uh, grab the nut and this thing was about 12 inches yeah. long it would come yep. and you would just spin the basin wrench got two of them <laughs> what they've come out with in the last 10 years or so is this new uh, tool um, it's a cylinder that's got a slot on the side and it's got all sorts of different uh, interchangeable heads on it and because of the slot in this long cylindrical tool you simply put the slot around the pipe slip it ver- vertically up over that nut at the bottom of the faucet, and you spin it. And it's so much easier than the old basin wrenches. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you, have you ever seen one, Dennis? Uh, no, I have not. I usually just get a, I have these snap-on wrenches that are really small that I can get in there with. Kind of like a crow feet? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, if you if you Google it, I'm trying to, I think it's a Husky, let me see, I'm in front of a computer here. Um I've got two of those wrenches, so I know what you're talking about exactly. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a rigid tool. It's a rigid. Right. Again, it's a cylindrical cylindrical tool about oh probably two inches in diameter, twelve inches long. Again, it's it's got a slit all the way down the side, so you can just slide it over that pipe, and then once you slide it over the pipe, you slide it straight up, and it grabs that nut, and you can either spin it by hand or you can put a screwdriver through the bottom and spin it. So much easier than the basin wrench or a small socket wrench. And yeah. It's the, the best investment. You might, if you're in front of a computer, um, you might just Google rigid, uh, rigid uh, sink tool, uh, uh-huh. and they're great. They're about twenty bucks. It also has different size uh, uh, nuts that you can, if you want to change a toilet seat, which is another place, it'll slip up over the nut on a toilet seat, so you can, you, you know, loosen those nuts on the on the bottom of a, of a toilet bowl to replace a toilet. It's just a fantastic tool. Same thing if you want to change a, uh, a fitting on a water connection fitting, uh, say down on uh, coming up out of the, the floor under your sink. You slip it around the pipe because of the slot. Just drop it down over that nut and spin it. It's just an incredible best twenty-two dollars you'll ever spend. Oh, that's good to know. I so, appreciate it. That's my faucet tip for the day, guys. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks, Joe. Okay. You're welcome. All right. Bye-bye. You know, and the sad part, you know, years back, it was cheaper to replace the whole faucet yeah. than it was to repair it. Yeah. Now, I don't know. Now yeah. They're, they're $150 for a faucet. Right. Let's go to Spartacus. How you doing, Spartacus? Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Good. How you doing? Good. I'm going to buy one of those tools. I just happen to be needing to do some toilet stuff. And what's the name of the tool again? 
He called it a rigid, um, but I don't know the name of it. Uh, he goes, I think it's a rigid tool, though, he said. And you said you could look okay, it up. Well, I was just in plumbing and Lowe's today at, at 6. But anyway, what I called about is I had to take down three aspens off front because I come to find out with the horticultural experts, they don't really do too well for any length of time under 8,000 feet. So cut those things down. But I've got some really great trees pretty close by, aspen that I want to transplant. Uh-huh. So I have ground the stumps, and the question is, how long should I wait before transplanting those buggers, and should I treat the soil inside where the previous three were before I transplant Well, yes, and and now is, if you can break the ground up, I was going to talk about this today because I my wife uh, worked for NRCS, and uh, that's which a national... Natural Resources Conservation Service for 25 years. And I asked her today, I tried to get her to come on with me, and she, she's like, no, I'm not going to go on. You're going to be down there all day. I don't want to do that today. I've got to go do some stuff. So you can, as long as you can work the ground and dig it up and then put some stuff, you need to put, yep. you need to prepare that soil. And if you need help with that, you can go to the CSU, Colorado State University Extension, and they have stuff about trees, about planting and things like that. But, yes, you could do that now. Now's a good time to move trees around. That's what she's down there doing. She's at our house doing. And we have trees. So, we're at 6,500 feet, and we have a ton of aspen trees that she's planted. Yeah, well, we're, we're, we're at 69. I mean, we got 23 years out of them. Yeah. My understanding is, also from CSU, is that they don't do that well under 8,000, so I figure I'm pretty happy to get to 23 years. Yeah, if they're on the north side, if they have some shade yep. and stuff, they do really, really well. We have them, and we have them getting up to about – I don't know, about 12 inches around some of them, and then they die off, and then a new one's coming up and replacing that one, and we've been doing this for, for years because it's just, it's just one big organism, actually. The, the aspens become just one big, long thing, and they grow from everywhere. So they do really well. Yeah, they well. throw out runners. Yeah. They throw out runners in the yeah. backyard, so I've got some uh, you know, 12, 15-foot ones. I want to transplant three of them. Yeah. But I'm just wondering. I'll, I'll look on CSU. I'm wondering if I should treat that soil with, like, a lime preparation or something like that? I don't think lime. No, no. I wouldn't use lime. No, no. I think if you just break up the soil really good, get get some kind of, uh, um, uh, what she calls it, uh, compost in there. Yeah. Like an eco compost in there, just a little bit to give the tree something, and I think you'd be fine. Because it's really not going to start growing it. until summer anyway. Yeah. Or spring, I should right. say. Yeah, because they're dormant right. right now is the thing. They're dormant right On now. On the transplant issue, uh, how big a ball should I cut? On the ones that I'm transplanting, like how far down and how big a ball the in those three three holes. That's where you might have Just to look to. at CSU because I'm not that expert. Okay. I wish my wife would have came okay. on because that would have been a great question for her. And maybe I should call right. her and make her stop working what she's doing. <laughs> but um, if I get that answer, again, um, if I get that answer, um, I can give you a call. Um, I'll get Thank your, you, gentlemen. Yeah. You, you want the number? I'll give it to your. Yeah, give it. I'll put you on hold, and you can get it to Charlie. Okay. Very good. All right. Thank you, sir. Thanks. Charlie, if you want to put him on hold and grab that. And then uh, we can get J.D. from Lone Tree on. How are you doing, J.D.? How can I help you? I'm doing great, guys. How are you doing this morning? Good. How are you doing? Um, I'm doing great. Uh, just your first two callers. Um, certainly a Dremel tool uh, for the yep. uh, getting that ring off. Uh, that is a last-ditch effort I've had to use before. Um, with a little cutting wheel. Yeah. And uh, as far as the tree ball goes, I think you you can't have a big enough ball 
um, for root shock and and all that stuff. So uh, as big as you can carry is probably what I would go with. I would agree. Um, yeah, yeah, I would agree too. Yeah, that's what CSU will uh, tell you too. Big it is bigger is better. Better. So yeah, uh, plumbing question for you. Well, maybe it turns into a concrete question. I've got a really old house. Have a bathroom along um, the foundation floor and just had to replace a wax ring and uh, I, this is so old that they actually use screws instead of bolts and, and there is no uh, modern toilet ring to lock into and all that fun stuff and uh, one of the screws is now stripped out and I tried using a bigger screw, it's not taking. Is there, should I maybe get a concrete anchor and try banging it in there, or could I fill it with epoxy and then drill it back out? What, is there, is there, <laughs> is there a remedy for this? Is it a concrete floor or is it a, is it a wooden floor? It's concrete floor, and I do not believe that there is a wooden sub-base uh, underneath uh, this particular bathroom. I think it just goes straight to concrete. Um, and there is no toilet flange or anything like that. It's, uh, it's just old school. I think if that was the case, I would probably drill the, drill the screw out, make it a bigger hole, and then put a, put a lag bolt type thing in there. Mm-hmm. Well, they also have uh, those blue screws or concrete screws at Home Depot or Lowe's. They're, mm-hmm. they're blue ones, and you can maybe just re- you know, drill it that size. And and just use one of those blue screws, um, and they come in different Maybe do sizes. Do a little longer screw and try and get some purchase underneath. I just think yeah. it's all busted and yeah. But there is there is some uh, um, stuff that you can pump into there, and, and then redrill a new hole too. It's like epoxy, yeah. Yeah, an epoxy. Um, they got some really strong uh, stuff nowadays that you can pump into there. It's in caulking tubes. That, that would work yeah, really well. Yeah, I don't want to go overboard. I'm planning on doing a remodel here uh, in the near future, but uh, I didn't, yeah, didn't yeah. want to, you know, uh, <laughs> right. spend a fortune just to have them tear it all back up again when I do the remodel. Right. That's why I would put, you know, like you were mentioning, I would pump something in there and then just redrill the screw and then just get it to hold for a little bit. All right. Yeah, yeah if you put your box in there, good work. that'll hold. I think yeah, I think if you put epoxy in, I think it would work and hold. Yeah. Just make sure it's yeah, dry before you put screw in. The, the old yeah. uh, Tim the Toolman Taylor quick fix. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and or if there's enough concrete in there if you can drill it longer, you can get those longer screws and put them in there. It's I, I think I'll start by trying a longer screw and yeah. and we'll we'll go the epoxy route. Yeah, uh, cuz if you get those blue but, uh, the blue concrete ones um, you can get them with a, a countersunk head if you needed that or a flat head, you know, or. Yeah, it's actually, they're, they're bolts, but threaded uh, like a screw. So not, you know, to accept a nut on the other end. And, um, and um, so maybe I can find a, a concrete bolt. Yeah. Uh, with That uh, might work. But uh, yeah, can't go without the bathroom for too long, man. Right. <laughs> Yeah, you got to fix that. I'm also worried right now because it's all the tank's completely dry, and I'm worried about sewer gases coming back up. Yeah, you can always just put something in there, like some insulation or um, 
a rag to stuff it in the hold so you don't get anything. Put a or, piece of plywood over the top of it. Just a little piece of cardboard. Towels is what I got there now. Yeah. But I'm no, I know it's not an airtight feel. Right. <laughs> yeah. You'll start smelling that after a while. Yeah. I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So far, so good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, JD. You got it, gentlemen. Take care. Okay. You too. And Bob from Centennial, if you can hang on for a little bit. Uh, this is Dennis and Larry with uh, Fix It Radio. Can you believe how low rates are staying? Still in the twos. Back in the 40s and the 50s, rates were in the 5 to 6% range. How much longer are you going to wait? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Your home has never been worth more. Take AIM to get that lower rate or shorten your term. Lower your payment and pay thousands less in interest. It's your money. Call 720-895-0500 now. Affordable Interest Mortgage. Locally owned and family operated since 2001. Are you ready for the future financially? Many of our clients have the ability to access their equity for 30 years without raising their payments now. This prepares them for those speed bumps of life. Ask how you can become mortgage safe too. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, where our reputation of putting you first and listening to you is unmatched in Colorado. Call 720-895-0500 now so you can focus on what's important, family. Regulated by DOOR, NMLS 298191, equal credit lender. Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance will make you financially whole. Losing your home or vehicle in a disaster will leave an emotional impact, no matter how much insurance you buy. But it doesn't need to hurt you financially. John Rush personally knows homeowners who have ended up in bankruptcy because they didn't have proper insurance. Even after their houses were completely destroyed, they still had to make mortgage payments. Imagine trying to find a new place to live while still paying a mortgage on your old house, which no longer exists. The same thing has happened to vehicle owners who continue to make payments on totaled vehicles because they didn't have enough coverage to make them financially whole. The personal insurance agent of John Rush, Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance, will make sure that even in a disaster, you will be made financially whole. Call 303-662-0789 for the coverage you expect. Your company is bleeding time and money, and John Rush will find those leaks. You're too stuck in day-to-day weeds to step back and see the big picture. You need a qualified, experienced business coach to take stock of your expenses and see where you and your employees are wasting time and money. John firmly believes that every business owner needs a coach because you're too close to the situation to be objective. Email John now and make more money. John at RushToReason.com. Okay, we're back. And you're listening to Fix It Radio, 303-477-5600 is the number. And we got Bob from Centennial. How you doing, Bob? Oh, pretty good. Enjoy your show. I appreciate that. So, I had a question about what's considered normal uh, pressure for water, for the water entering your ho- residential home. Depends uh, on the neighborhood. Yeah. I've, I've seen it anywhere from 40 PSI up to 80 PSI. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the reason I'm asking, we had a plumber out doing some work recently, and he checked our water pressure, and it was uh, right at 100, and he said that was too high. And, yeah. But it's been that way for years. I mean, we haven't had any problem. He said it might uh, damage your water heater or something. It wasn't real specific. So I just wondered uh, what you thought about that. 
Yeah, that does sound high. It does, but, yeah. I, but I know when I put in my sprinkler system years ago, I had to have 80 PSI. And that was just to, because of those, the amount of stations that I was putting in. Mm-hmm. So 80 wasn't particularly bad then. However, the neighborhood has grown up, so my 80 went down to, I think we're down to 65 right now. Now, what part of Centennial uh, are you in? Well, I'm at Arapahoe. I mean, I'm at a university in Dry Creek. And I called the water, actually called Denver Water, to see if I could get some information. And they said that in our area, the standard water pressure was uh, like from 95 to 106. So I guess it's, it's You're high, in but I just... Yeah, yeah, because I've heard of it being high and stuff. It just my concern would be is... As the pipes get old, you can start getting leaks, but evidently they must have done it right because, yeah. I, I mean, there's nothing you could do to change the water pressure other than you can put a valve in to, to back down the pressure if you wanted to, but then I don't know what else that's going to create. Well, you'd have to tap into the main line. And that you would. would. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have to. Yeah, well, that's what the wanted to do. He wanted to uh, come out and put a regulator in the line. And uh-huh. uh, he said about the, the new code. Uh, I don't know if we'd be impacted by that. The new code uh, had specified not more than 80. So I, I don't know what to do if it's something we need to pursue. Or no, no, you don't need to worry about it because unless you start remodeling, then you don't have to come up with the new codes. Right. It depends how much a remodel you do, then you would, might have to do that. But once, if you've already have that, you're like grandfathered in, you don't have to worry about it. They can't come, they're not going to come to the neighborhood and walk around and say, okay, we got to change your water pressure here, 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 and here. And if you're just doing a repair on your house, they can't force you to do that either. But if you're doing a remodel, that's a different situation. And it depends on how much of a remodel you're doing. Well, well to your knowledge, would that, would that water pressure, say 100, would that have any adverse effect on anything inside the house? Well, no, not if how how old's your house? Built in the mid seventies. Yeah, so if it hasn't done anything now, it's yeah. not going to do anything. Yeah. So you wouldn't have to worry about damage to the water heater or, mm. or you know seats or, or valves or anything. No, because you would have already seen that. You would have been having problems left and right if that was a situation. Yeah. You'd be dealing with it okay. today. You know, you'd be going, "Wow, my faucets are always leaking. I'm having this problem. I'm having that problem." No, I don't think you're going to have a. I mean, like Denver Water said, you got 106, up to 106, 95 to 106. Right. Then they know right. it's there, you know, so they're not yeah. doing anything about it. So I don't think I would if worry about it. you just maintain it. your water heater like you normally would, make sure it's clean and make sure yeah. you change the Android one thing or another, or Android. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you should yeah. no problem. Yeah. I don't think it's okay. an issue. Uh, the problem I had with getting a, putting a regulator in there to drop it down, you know, it's a two-story house, and I was worried that the upstairs bathrooms you know, if you're taking a shower and someone else turned on the hot water downstairs or something, you might know it's a, it's a spurt of cold water or something. I don't know if that would be true or not. No. I think you'd feel the pressure drop, but I don't think, yeah. yeah. You're still going to have the same okay. temperature. Yeah. 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 No, I think you're fine, okay. Bob, to be honest with you. I wouldn't, okay. I wouldn't mess with it. I wouldn't put a regulator on it. How, how much are they going to charge okay. you to put a regulator in it? Pardon? How much are they going to charge you to put a regulator in it? Said three to three fifty. Yeah, I'd save the money. Yeah, I would spend it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, all, all right. right. Well, appreciate it. Uh, thanks for the tip and enjoy enjoy your show. Thank you. Appreciate you calling in and listening to the show. So thank you. All right. With that, we have three lines open: three zero three four seven seven fifty six hundred, 
Um, anything around the house, as you can t- see, we went from plumbing to oh, the plumbing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're all over the board. We can go uh, talking about trees and stuff. And, and that's one thing I want to do is I'm going to try to get my wife to come in uh, the next week or two, try to talk about some of the things you could be doing right now because you could be planning your garden right now. Yeah, it's starting. Yeah, you know, like right now what we've done is we sat down and we said, what, is, what are the vegetables we want to grow? Mm-hmm. and what actually grows around here. And you can go to CSU Extension in gardening, and you can hit gardening, and, and you can find out the plants that would grow in this altitude. And just like Spartacus was saying, he's at 6,800, I'm at 65. Some people might be at 52. You know, it depends where you, if you're up in the mountains at 9,000 feet. You can find plants that will grow around your area, and, and you can start planning what you want to do. We planned out, we put a, a diagram of our garden, and we talk about what we need to do for our garden what we want to plant okay this bed will have to do this um you know we have to put we have to get some more um sheet and peat for this some different compost for this one prepare this one we put all our stuff together that's um what she calls um, i gotta look at my list here things that like a lot of water so we put we have um uh, uh what do you call it raised beds <clears throat> and we put three or four of the raised beds that take a lot of water together. So yeah. when we water them, you know, they all get the same amount of water and stuff. So that's kind of cool. And then we keep zones together, you know, and uh, then we can water them in that way too. So Well, and they're all going to start growing differently yeah. at different stages. Right. You'll have some start growing earlier, earlier in March. Yep. Some later in April. Yeah. The cool frame, she calls them. And we've already, we actually already have peas. We have a, um, uh, a greenhouse. And uh-huh. she went in there and started planting peas already and spinach and some other things that, that are cool crops. So um, it's kind of cool because we're going to have vegetables already coming up soon. And then she's going to plant them again. Well, if you way. have a greenhouse, that, that really helps. Yeah. If and you don't, then you have to be very careful as to when you start planting. Right. But you can cover them and, and yeah. do some things like that. So let's talk to Mike from Aurora. How are you doing, Mike? Yeah, hi, guys. Um, yeah, I heard John talk about this a few weeks ago, but I can't remember if he offered any suggestions or solutions. Alternative, cheaper ways to sell a home uh, other than using the, the traditional realtor. Ooh, do you remember what he was talking about? I don't. Um, um, I know you can sell it by yourself, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get the most for it. Did you see, that's the thing he was talking about last week we were talking, or two weeks ago we were talking about it with the realtor, and the realtor says that he can get you a lot more money because... They know they they do a more comp. They find out what the comps are around the neighborhood, which you can do the same thing. But they they find other ways to get more value from for selling a home. But if you want to sell it yourself, you can go to a realtor or that can maybe do the closing for you, and you can work it out with them. And and sometimes they'll help you because that's what I did. I sold my house, my first house, by myself. But I talked to the realtor that had originally sold us the house, and we just paid her money to do the closing mm-hmm. and, yeah. and that worked out real well for us is that t- kind of talking about mike yeah uh well I, uh, yeah there's i suppose there's a number of different ways you can do it uh, i've heard uh, if you do sysbo you you can use a tax lawyer but uh then you i i mean there's there's so many processes in the in the step you know, that, typically uh, with a lawyer, though, you're, you're spending, they, you know, they're, they're charging $150, $175 an hour. Yeah. Whereas a realtor doesn't charge that kind of money. And there is an awful lot of paperwork that goes along with that. 
Well, uh, the question is, you know, the, which is greater, uh, $150 an hour or 8% sales commission? <laughs> yeah, well, right now with the sales, you can find a realtor around that'll do for 1%. Yeah. Uh, my mother-in-law just did that. Um, there was a guy that wanted to sell her house. He wanted 7%. He wouldn't budge. And she found someone that's going to do it for 1%. Well, and that is negotiable, too. Yeah, that's what they say. Everything's negotiable. So don't uh -huh. get set on a realtor that wants to do the 8 or 7 or 10 or whatever. I would just find a realtor. And you can you when you're looking for a realtor, you're hiring them or, or firing them. You know, that's you. You, you have the right to that's say, right. I want to use you or not, you know, and that's kind of like going into a store. I can use that store. I'd not use that store. If, if they don't want to negotiate with you to the price that you feel comfortable with, find another realtor. Yeah. All right, then. Uh, thanks for your advice. You bet. Thanks, Mike. And with that, we're going to have to take a break. Ed, and, and uh, if you can hang on, and Jeff from Montana, hang on. And we're going to take a, a few-minute break. We do have some lines open, 303-477-5600. You're listening to Fix-It Radio. Your home insurance should include the stuff inside your house, too. The personal insurance agent of John Rush, Paul Lewinberger, with American National Insurance, remains one of very few agents who will sit down with you and ask specific, detailed questions, making sure that in a disaster, you will be made financially whole. After a fire, you won't only need a new place to live, you'll also need to replace your gun collection and your jewelry. In those situations, you don't want to work with an agent you found online. You want to talk to someone who knows you, someone who will take the initiative to call and see how you're doing. Even in less disastrous situations, such as accidentally dropping your wedding ring down the sink, the proper coverage with Paul will make you financially whole. Paul Lewinberger can't relieve the emotional loss of a family heirloom, but he will make sure that you can replace your possessions at their full financial value. Call 303-662-0789 for the coverage you expect. Take AIM. Affordable Interest Mortgage has been offering the Asset Manager All-in-One Loan for over 11 years. We are experienced in helping homeowners pay thousands less in interest on their mortgage, own their home faster, all without spending one dime more. 720-895-0500. Take AIM. Affordable Interest Mortgage, where we have hundreds of clients that have been using this loans to build their equity faster, access emergency funds when necessary, and pay off their home in 8 to 13 years versus 25 to 30. People initially believe this loan is too good to be true, but it is true. Call 720-895-0500 now to see if you qualify. Loans from 100000 to $2.5 million, same rate. Ask our previous clients. They will tell you it works. Call 720-895-0500 and work with the experts. This loan has been around since 1965. Affordable interest mortgage, where it's all about you. 720-895-0500. Regulated by DOOR, NMLS 298191, Equal Credit Lender. RoofMax in South Aurora keeps your roof going strong with roof rejuvenation. Modern asphalt shingles are manufactured with less oil than they used to be, so they dry out sooner, leaving them brittle and unable to expand and contract with the extreme temperature swings. Especially here on the Front Range where your roof handles high elevation sun, UV exposure, and severe spring and summertime storms, along with more than twice the national average snowfall, your shingles wear out even faster. Roof rejuvenation with Roof Max could save you up to 85%. Just one application of their all-natural bio oil immediately adds five years to your roof, guaranteed. With up to three applications every five years, Roof Max could help your roof last 15 years longer. 
Save thousands of dollars by extending the life of your roof instead of replacing it. Call Dave Hart with RoofMax in South Aurora now at 303-710-6916. And we're back. You're listening to Fix It Radio on KLZ 560. And we're going to go to Ed. How you doing, Ed? Morning. You have a comment on the concrete floor for the toilet? Yes, he can, uh, the bolts, they probably rusted off and gone. He can just get rid, knock them off, get rid of them. He can go buy just a ring, metal ring for a toilet. He can fasten it to the floor with some Capcons or whatever he wants. And then he can put the regular toilet bolts in that ring and mount his toilet. Put in his, put in his wax ring and mount the toilet. Right. Yeah, because I was thinking he was saying to mount it back down to the concrete floor, the holes were too big. Well, he doesn't have to worry about the old old bolts. He won't need them anymore if he puts down a ring, toilet ring. Yeah. What are you mounting your toilet ring to the concrete with? He could use tap cons. You'll have to, you know, I'll have to drill into the concrete. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it'd it'd be just the same if, they did it on a wood floor, and they just put in wood screws. Yeah. But uh, those, bo- and then, and then the bolts for the toilet—they just—it's got a little notch. Right, they just right. Slide them in there, and he's done. Yeah, and those tacons. How do you say that? The tacons. Yeah, the, aren't all those the blue concrete bolts? Yeah. Yeah. They're screws. Yeah. Which actually screw into the concrete. Right. But, but you have to drill a hole in the concrete. First. Yeah, that's that's what we were recommending that he did, that he yeah. would re- use those instead of anything else. That's what I would recommend he did because you can get those countersunk or flat, or yeah, with a little nut. Yeah, you wouldn't want to use that. You wouldn't want to use those to hold the toilet down. No, 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 not at all. But to hold the plate down, that the toilet. Yeah, to hold the plate down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what we were talking about. Yeah. Uh, okay, I guess I didn't hear that part. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you brought it up, though. We might not have said it clearly, Ed. To be honest with you, <laughs> yeah. So, but, uh, well, I was I was driving in the car anyway. So yeah. Well, we appreciate the call back to help. I mean, that's that's right, well, that, you, we love yeah, the listeners guys, helping us with this because we don't have all the answers, but we have most of them. <laughs> it's right. it's speaking well, give of, me a holler if you need some more help. All right. Go ahead, Larry. Speaking of traffic, if you're heading northbound on Highway 270. Expect delays because there's a five-car pileup on the left lane northbound Yeah, on 270. So, And yeah. if you've been in that traffic for a little bit, we apologize for not mentioning that earlier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's go to Jeff. How you doing, Jeff? Thanks for holding. I'm better than I deserve. How are you guys? Good, Same. Jeff. How Same. you doing? Yeah. See, I missed the first part of that question about water pressure. And I, what, what was the guy's water pressure? 100 pounds. But it's been that way since 1970s. He's, you know, when he first moved into the house, it's always been that. So yeah, but that that's still uh, higher than what they recommend. Uh, you want to have water reduced to about 70 psi for sprinkling, and then down to no more than 60 inside your house. So um, in Colorado Springs, we had uh, street pressure was 150 psi. So oh. you know the the wow. regulators were were. Uh, Absolutely essential. Um, and even here where I live, we're on a community well. And we're one of the highest houses up here. 
So you'd say, well, community well, there's no way you're going to get high pressure. But we had a we had a, a pump control circuit go out, and that pump was pumping uh, continuously. And uh, so our our water pressure got pretty high up here. So the previous owner didn't have a, a regulator in, but I put one in. In my mind, it's just kind of like a, a, a circuit breaker, a fuse. Yeah. It's just kind of good to have it. You, you probably, I probably won't need it, but if I do need it, it's good to have it. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. But, you know, when he called Denver Water, they said the water pressure going to every house is 95 to 106. Yeah, well, if it were me, uh-huh. my house, because I've had appliances and water heaters go up very quickly from high pressure because of that. When both of mine failed, I was at, I was at street pressure. And so um, I've become a firm believer in, uh, in reducers, PRVs. It, but he said he hasn't had any problems with water leaking out the faucets or any no, his hot never. water, nothing. So. Yeah, it's not going to it's not going to damage so much the faucets, but the little the little things in your ice maker, your dishwasher, the valve control valves, things like that. Water heater. I had a water heater go bad after two years just for that very reason and had to replace it. Um, so I mean, that's just my recommendation. Well, oh, I appreciate uh, that. I mean, it's no higher than no higher than seventy, and if you need to do put one in, they're not that expensive. You can probably get it done for less than hundred bucks. So, well, the, the plumber wanted to charge them three hundred and fifty or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd find a new plumber. <laughs> yeah, well, that yeah, yeah, that's true. And one, and one question, one thing too. Uh, you were talking about that sink tool. It sounds really good, but I think he said it was a rigid, didn't he? Yeah. Yep. And unless I'm mistaken, I think Rigid is a is that a Home Depot brand like Cobalt is for Lowe's. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if Spartacus goes to Lowe's to find a Rigid tool, he might come up lacking. So. Yeah. Just, oh, that's true. Just, yeah. Just yeah. Make that point. Yeah. So, well, he's listening. Show. I'm sure. So he, he probably heard that. So I appreciate yeah, okay. it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Stay safe. All right. Thanks, Jeff. I'm not on 270. Yeah, not on 270. Good, good for you, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. All right, take care. All right, with that, we have three lines open, 303-477-5600. Um, that's what I love about the listeners. They call in, they help us out, and, you know. They always have good good information. They do. Yeah. They do. Because you know what? In today's world, we can't know everything. Well. But we can try. You, you might think you things. do. <laughs> yeah. And about the time you think you do, you find something else new. That's why, you know, with, you know, with technicians, I used to insist that they go to training, even if they've been a technician for a long time, because you can always pick out one thing, you know. You well, that's one of the reasons I do drive radio is because I learn something new yeah. every Saturday. Right. I do, too. Yeah. I do, too. And, and I learn something about this every day, too, when we're doing stuff. And then, um, you know, going back to um, the gardening stuff, um, you know, if you want, you know, you what you should do is if you're going to start a garden right now you, and you want to do one this, this summer, you should actually be planning it out right now. You should be drawing yep. out, do a schematic of your drawings of your gardening, where it's going to go and things like that. And and then start figuring out what you need to do to prepare that soil. And there's certain things that you can do. You can use sheep and peat to compare your, you know, to put a third of a compost in there, amend the soil get it ready there's eco compost in bags you can go there's all kinds of stuff that you can get to put in the garden yep. to make the soil really good and then uh the like you were saying you can start um cold plants right now right and peas are but right now it might be just too much for them outside but inside the outside plants are a little early yeah, yeah just a little early 
but you know you can start seeds too i was listening to this lady and she on on i was on the computer i was watching some on youtube and she was talking about the seeds for onions do better than if you buy the bulbs and okay because she says a bulb if you buy a little bulb it's going to take uh it's a it's going to take another year before you can have an onion so that's that's something i didn't know about well i know with tulips you got the same problem do you yeah <clears throat> you can buy the bulb for the tulips uh-huh. and they'll grow the first year but you won't see a really good grow until the second year yeah i think it's some of this stuff that we we think oh this is going to be easy and you know i'm going to plant this and it's going to go really good and stuff so let's go to jerry from how you doing jerry hey hi um i like your program um my question is uh about an expansion tank on a water heater and i'm putting in a new electric water heater and i've never had the expansion tank i'm just wondering if that's something that i need to do how big is the heater 40 gallons I wouldn't think so, because yeah. it's, it's self-contained anyway, so you should. And so the electric heater, when you put those in, you're talking about one that's kind of like an instant heat, in a sense, you, you, it's plugged in and, and automatically heats the hot water, right? Is well, that what you're talking about? You wire it in. It's your, a lot yeah. of people call them a hot water heater for your house, but... We, we had one at the shop that I was working at, and it was electric. And we didn't have an expansion tank on that. We just used – but it was a smaller tank. It was probably a 20-gallon tank. It wasn't, wasn't a big 40-gallon. Okay. I was wondering why do they even make them if uh, you don't need them? Not sure, to be I honest don't know. with you. I mean, that, we, we I, never had a problem with the electric heater we had. And it, it, it heated very well. Okay. Thank you. All right. You're welcome, sir. Yep. All right. With that, let's um, – well, we got a few minutes here, and then we'll take a break. Um, but uh, one of the things I was talking about with the gardening um, is you can you can start growing stuff inside right now. You right. can start your seeds inside and, and start getting them going now. And well, that way they're about March or April. You can start planting them outside. Well, and a lot of people use their windowsills. Yeah. To start growing, yeah. You know. As long as they get a little bit of sun, yeah, they need yeah. some sun, and, it'll and it stays warm in the house, so yeah. you're not having a problem with that. The, the The one thing that you would be cautious about is we're still not done with snow yet. No. So you start planting stuff, and yeah. But it isn't a bad time right now. If you have like like what Pam's doing is is she's moving stuff around. She's got bushes that she says I don't like that bush there anymore. Now she's going to transplant it and move it somewhere else. Uh-huh. As long as you can dig up the ground, yep. and amend the soil, then you can do that. Right. And and now's a good time to do that. And and like buying trees is a good time if you can dig up the soil and put a tree in. Now it's better because it's dormant, and then you get it put in, it'll do a lot better. But just like you were talking about earlier, you want to make sure that the hole that you put the plant in is bigger. And bigger. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's got to be bigger than what the bulb is. Right. Right. So with that, let's um let's take a quick break. You're listening to Dennis and Larry on Fix It Radio on KLZ 560. Can you believe how low rates are staying? Still in the twos. Back in the 40s and the 50s, rates were in the 5 to 6% range. How much longer are you going to wait? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Your home has never been worth more. Take AIM to get that lower rate or shorten your term. 
lower your payment, and pay thousands less in interest. It's your money. Call 720-895-0500 now. Affordable interest mortgage. Locally owned and family operated since 2001. Are you ready for the future financially? Many of our clients have the ability to access their equity for 30 years without raising their payments now. This prepares them for those speed bumps of life. Ask how you can become mortgage safe too. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, where our reputation of putting you first and listening to you is unmatched in Colorado. Call 720-895-0500 now so you can focus on what's important, family. Regulated by DOOR, NMLS 298191, equal credit lender. Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance will make you financially whole. Losing your home or vehicle in a disaster will leave an emotional impact, no matter how much insurance you buy but it doesn't need to hurt you financially. John Rush personally knows homeowners who have ended up in bankruptcy because they didn't have proper insurance. Even after their houses were completely destroyed, they still had to make mortgage payments. Imagine trying to find a new place to live while still paying a mortgage on your old house, which no longer exists. The same thing has happened to vehicle owners who continue to make payments on totaled vehicles because they didn't have enough coverage to make them financially whole. The personal insurance agent of John Rush, Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance, will make sure that even in a disaster, you will be made financially whole. Call 303-662-0789 for the coverage you expect. Your company is bleeding time and money, and John Rush will find those leaks. You're too stuck in day-to-day weeds to step back and see the big picture. You need a qualified, experienced business coach to take stock of your expenses and see where you and your employees are wasting time and money. John firmly believes that every business owner needs a coach because you're too close to the situation to be objective. Email John now and make more money. John at RushToReason.com. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Fix It Radio. Dennis and Larry and John's taken off this day and we just hope he's having a good time with his brother. We have three lines open, 303-477-5600. Give us a call about anything around the house. We'll do our best to help you out. Any questions, any suggestions, we'll take them all. Yeah, we take everything. Um, I just want to say thank you for all the sponsors too. While, while I'm thinking about it, that we have a lot of, well, we have some sponsors that I'd like to say thank you to. And yeah, affordable interest mortgage is one. You know, he was just, you just heard his, you know, his ad, mm-hmm. Kurt Rogers. And then we have American National Insurance, Paul Lewinberg. And i like to say thank you to him, especially because I got a check this week. Did you? Yeah. I got mine a couple, well, last month. Yeah, I was really happy with that. And, and then why did our, you get that check? Huh? Why did you get that check? Because we didn't have anything go on with our thing. And we've been with him for over five years. Yeah. And every, yes. You have to be with him for three years before you're eligible. Yeah. But then once you're there... Every year after that, you get a check for the previous year. Right. I just love that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Especially when I open up and see that check. It's like, yeah. And then I want to thank Arc Electric for, for uh, you know, for what he does, Bill, with Arc Electric. You know, and speaking of Arc Electric, I had them out two weeks ago. Right. And uh, I, I had a circuit in the house outside that wasn't working. Right. They come in. They checked it out. Within 30 minutes, they told me I needed a switch. They replaced a switch. I mean, it's very reasonable or inexpensive. It, it, great job. Right. And I'll talk more about that. We do have a caller. So let's go to John. John, you have some advice on a hot water heater? Well, not advice. <laughs> I need some advice. Okay. Uh, 
I thought I maybe a, we've uh, had people call in and t- given us advice too, so that we don't mind that. But go ahead. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah, I have uh, this heater, hot water heat, and it uh, uh, it's, it leaked um, out of this little relief valve. And so I was just copying what another serviceman had done years ago. I replaced that service valve, and then there's another valve. There's two other valves. One was, I thought it was a, a pressure regulator valve, but the guy I bought it from said it was something else. But uh, I replaced that valve, and then there's, oh, I can't remember. Anyway, there's three different valves. I replaced all of them. doesn't leak. heats the house real nice. Uh, I think it's because there's... Uh, what happens is there's some galvanized pipe here, and that eventually fouls up the pipe or the valves. Anyway, I replaced those. It heats the house just fine. But now I hear this little, uh, I, I describe it as kind of a gurgling noise that I hear. It's not at all, um, you know, it doesn't really make a problem, and I don't know if it will make a problem. But obviously I must have let some little air get in there. And do you know... I'm fine with leaving it the way it is. It makes this little small noise. It wasn't banging like it did before. It was banging and then it started leaking later on. Uh, the whole system did. But now it just makes this little gurgling noise. Is that going to be a problem or going to cause damage to anything? Can you well, tell me that? Well, I think they do make a gurgling sound because as they're boiling the water, because like mine's, mine always do. I don't know about oh, you, okay. Larry. I mean, I think what's happening, you might be paying more attention to it now. All of a sudden, oh, okay. you know, and you, you were, you know, because you were listening for it before you weren't listening well, to it. I'll yep, bet you it was okay. always making noise. Well, maybe so. Yeah. The other thing you might try is, is shut the water off that goes into the hot water tank and okay. then drain the, wa- the water out of the hot water tank. That'll get any sediment that's in the bottom of it from the galvanized piping or anything else. It'll clean that out. That may help mm. as well. Uh, this isn't really it tank i don't think uh uh this is not for drinking or for your hands this is for heating the house it's baseboard heating oh okay i got you so, oh oh yeah. it's a baseboard heat water heat yeah yeah, yeah. that's gonna gurgle anyway yeah, yeah. okay all right I, I well answer my question you don't think it'll damage anything no. well, that's great. Nope. okay thanks a lot okay you bet thank you my uh, my brother, when he moved up to Kremlin years ago, and he built his house up there, and they put in the, the uh, electric heating, uh-huh. and it got so expensive that he had to go to a pellet heater. Yeah. But uh, his neighbor had the hot water tank, or hot water heating, if you will, baseboard heating. Right. And it gurgled all the time. Did it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I know my hot water tank gurgles. Yeah. Yeah, a lot, but... I didn't know about I, w- I didn't think it was the baseboard he was talking about. You know, you're talking about Arc Electric, and what Bill told me about is I changed, in my dining room, I changed uh, all my bulbs to a, a LED, and he gave me a switch that I bought from him. And the one switch controls those LEDs, and it can it can um, dimmer uh-huh. those LEDs. Yep. But he gave me another switch that I put on my wall, and I don't have to run wire over to it. It's just, you just kind of almost there's a plate you just screw into the wall and then you put the switch on there this other switch and it talks to that switch over really yeah and you just and it works really well and then you could just push the button or turn you know turn on the light switches now over here i didn't have to run wire up and over in the attic and back down Uh in the wall and find it and stuff it was really quick and easy and it was 10 minutes i was done well i know when they come out to me 
because my garage lights outside yeah. are motion sensitive. That's what you were saying. And, and of course, they turn off when it's light outside and turn on when it's dark, dark outside. And as motion comes in, they right. come brighter. Right. Well, I was informed that I don't need those lights anymore, just a regular light bulb, because the lights, the, they make light bulbs that do that by themselves. Yeah. So you don't need to have to buy the specific oh. motion, you know, motion detectors. They told you that? Or? Yeah. Yeah. See? They they give they help themselves. That's right. I mean, they they give us more information than we need sometimes. I also want to thank RoofMax for being another sponsor to uh, Dave Hartwood RoofMax and and you want to know more about that? I think John would be the person to talk to because yeah. they spray some they spray like a um, a sealer on your roof right to make it last longer to regenerate the the asphalt shingles. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So um, and. I guess Dave will come out. He used to be in the roofing, and, and he's really knowledgeable about a roof, so he can come out and look at that and give you an estimate and everything else. Tell so you if you need anything else going on with right. it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so that's another one you can look for, and uh, good stuff. Good stuff. We do have three uh, three lines open, 303-477-5600. I need to slow that down. And uh, we'd love to hear your calls. We'd love to hear from you, the listeners. You guys are great. We really appreciate it. And we do the show because of you. So That's right. Yeah. And, and Larry's been here, and, and Charlie's been behind the glass for a long time. I remember Charlie when we were at the other studio and when we first signed up with them to do drive radio, and I appreciated that. And Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah Charlie's been with us for, what, 15 years? Yeah, a long time, yeah. And you've been answering the phones behind the glass for a long time, too, and uh, appreciate that. About 22 years. And it's hard to get you around to this corner of it. <laughs> it is, but, you know, yeah. if I need to come down, I'll go. Come across the, I'll, I'll come across this side of the glass. I appreciate it, <laughs> especially today. I do appreciate it. So um, if you have anything else, um, you know, next week I'm, I'm going to try to talk to John about talking about HOAs. So I know that's going to be a tough situation. Um, I belong to a, 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 a housing area that has an HOA because I believe they're good if they're d ran right. Yeah. Uh, the one we have is really ran really well, and I'd like to talk about that one to share what they can do and – I, and we can ask people if they'd want to be in a home in, home area well, that you can does get pros and cons from, from yeah. our listeners. Is, yeah, you know, find well, out. Like I was telling you earlier, I, I had a guy that was working with me that was in an HOA, and his yeah. his experience wasn't all that great. Right. Yeah, and so you can have those situations because I know there's people that say that um, if they paint their house a certain color, yeah, it's not good. So we do have a caller, Jerry from Lyman calling in about the gurgling. How you doing, Jerry? Say, uh, yeah, I had a house that had a heater system like that guy who was just talking about, the, the boiler system. The uh -huh. and, baseboard heaters? And, yeah. Okay. And mine, I would have to flush it uh, uh, about every year, and it would get the air out of the system. If you, if you understand the system, there's a way to flush that to get the air out of it. It's not going to hurt anything, the gurgling, but it sure is annoying when you sit there watching TV and all of a sudden <laughs> your baseboard starts sounding like somebody drinking, you know. Yeah. That, yeah, that, that can be flushed out if, if he uh, understands how the system works. Yeah, and, and, and like after we hung up, I was thinking about that because if he has lead pipes, it would be good to flush it out because yeah. that stuff breaks loose and, and it can get – corrosive inside there so it's good to flush them out every once in a while and larry was mentioning that to yep. him to flush it but i was thinking yeah. he was talking about a regular 
hot water hot, heater. Hot water heater. Yeah. yeah, that's what we thought he was yeah. talking about. But he. Yeah. Yeah, but that's no, that's I, good. I know, what he's ta- I, I know what he's talking about because, like I say, about once a year I flush mine to get the the bubbles out of it. Is they there a website occur. that you can go to, to to figure out how to flush that that system, or do you have to call a plumber? Or well, each system might be a little different, you know. Mine, uh, I had uh, I had a new uh, valve put in, and the plumber guy that did it showed me how to do it. He says you gotcha. shut this, this zone off, open this zone, and force the water through, and all that. Yeah, because so, uh, I think whenever, you... I'd, whenever I'd hear that gurgling, well, I'd go down and flush it out. It only took, you know, 10, 15 minutes to do. Okay. Well, John, I hope you're listening to this because that's good information. <laughs> yes, it is. Because anytime you have water, you should flush, to be honest. You yeah. know, you should flush your hot water tanks. Yep. You should flush. I mean, everything needs to be flushed every once in a while to get the junk out because we don't get, you know, even if you have water that's not have anything in it it's still going to contaminate inside yeah and those bubbles the air bubbles actually will just appear you don't have to open the system to get air in there and it just comes in you know through kind of like cavitation yeah 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 so yeah anyway well jerry appreciate that do is is flush out the system and get the air out of it you'll be happy all right appreciate that thanks jerry have a great day great comments yeah very good comments. All right. With that, again, I'd like to say, say thank you to all the people that called in. And uh, Oh, Larry, absolutely. Thank you for sitting down with me. <laughs> My pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're pretty good about just jumping in on a whim. So. Yeah, I'm a whim, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, um, we'd like to say thank you to John for, you know, taking his time all the time, coming in here every Saturday. Yeah, every and, Saturday, is. Yeah, and doing this. And he doesn't even have a shop he just comes in to do it to help out the customers and well, it's not just the fix radio it's drive radio and he's yeah. got rush to reason to have, yeah on yeah. top of that he does all that stuff so we really appreciate all the stuff that he does and keep him in your prayers for his uh, brother and uh, we just want to say thank you for listening you've been listening to fix it radio on klz 560 uh-huh.